Hello and welcome to another fine edition of Chopped Greens. I am your host, Philip Amrine, sitting next to uh, technically imposed uh, across the aisle from uh, one Gary Boucher, who is more and more each and every week becoming more follically festered. I love it. I love to see it. I love to see the transformation. It's each week. It's something new. It's, it's a different rendition of Gary. It's the same guy underneath it all. Make no mistake about that. But you are yes. still the bearded man I see in front of me and love and enjoy. You know, How are you doing today, buddy? I'm so good. I am newly vaccinated. Um, uh, congratulations. Ended up getting uh, squeezed in last night at like midnight. And, um, yeah, the, you know, the, the passage of time and with COVID is kind of uh, just messed up, right? Like, we don't know. I, it feels like it hasn't oh, yeah. even been a year. So th- I know the rate that my beard grows at. So if I need a reminder of <laughs> kind of time, then. Yeah, you just, just go down and give yourself a little scratch. That's right. Just like, yeah. just like with you every week. You're like, oh, it's been another week because there's another millimeter of beard. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You're, you are nothing if not a, a timestamp, a visual yes. timestamp in my life. But you're right. <laughs> the beginning of COVID, it feels both a year away and five hours away, five days away. It, it's the weirdest. It's the weirdest void of time I've ever had to live through. Uh, speaking of the weirdest time I've ever had, uh, uh, we oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we nice. transition very neatly to our film this week. Uh, yet another Tom, Tom. Uh, why, why am I blanking on his name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Because I was, I, I, I wanted to avoid. In my mind, I'm saying not Tom Hiddleston, not Tom Hiddleston. Tom and in doing, Yeah, and in doing so, I reached. Well, is it Tom Hiddleston? And then so there we go. Tom Holland, both in the Marvel universe, but separate from this film. It's only Tom Holland. Of course, we got uh, Sierra Bravo playing Emily. And uh, uh, Jack Rayner plays Pills and Coke. Uh, anybody else that's really... Oh, uh, Forrest Goodluck plays James Lightfoot. I think that that's worth a, worth a, a shout-out. And that's pretty much all that we got going for us, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we've got um, the son of the, the late great, great James Gandolfini. His son, yeah. Michael Gandolfini, in uh, like three scenes there. Do you want me to punch this guy in the dick? That's him. <laughs> that's um, fantastic. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, um, that's. I mean, it's it's really the the Tom Holland movie. I mean, literally, like the you know poster is it says Cherry Tom Holland. You yeah, know? with somebody's hands around his head, and then yeah. of course, I going on IMDb, you see the full poster, and it has her. It's so funny to to see that. Uh, however, it is of course the next bl- big blockbuster. From the the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe Russo, uh, pairing together for this film. Recent development coming out on Apple TV Plus, so that's good. Uh, that's interesting. That's expanding our subscription and online media presence for that. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's it it. Uh, how do I how do I put this? You know how they they say sometimes books read like a film. This. This film watches like a book. It really does. Uh, in in a good way, or because or it's in, really hard. It's really hard to to way. determine whether or not it is a good way. Yeah. Uh, of course, it has chapters. It even it even has a prologue and epilogue. And and in doing so, and in, in putting forth this review, we should note it is adapted from a book uh, of the same name. 
and by Mr. Nico Walker, a semi-autobiographical account of a war veteran with PTSD who starts doing drugs and robbing banks. Yeah. Um. But he, so if if I were to pitch you that, you know, a war veteran who has PTSD who <laughs> does drugs and robs banks, would you say that that's the movie that you just watched? No, no if, because you watched five movies. It was five different movies. It was. It was five different movies within one. And like one. one of one and a half of them were good. Yeah, yeah. It's. I I think weirdly enough, and we're, it, this always kind of melds itself in there, uh, usually for different films. But it, I can see both why this, <laughs> what what got you into the film probably was, of course, what the first frame of the teaser trailer is, which is. Hi, this is a bank robbery. I have a gun on a dollar bill. Very inventive, very enthralling, very enticing. And you kind of go into this film thinking that, I, I, I don't know about you, Gary, but I thought it was going to be more emphasis on the bank robbery part, which almost, in looking back on this film, seems insignificant, almost seems unimportant to the film. It's really just an add-on. Uh, when we're talking about the the entire scope of the film. And yet, that's kind of what sold me on watching this film. So it was a bit of a disappointment in that. Of course, it does get its own uh, chapter, really, but it's it's more so the the bank robbing is seen as a vehicle for, or a conduit for the entirety and the rest of what the film is trying to parlay, uh, whether or not it be a message of hope, whether or not it be a, a message of, of, of optimism versus... Uh, negativity that that it, the story ends on versus what the epilogue is. There's a lot to get into here. Um, I guess I guess let's start out with uh, overall. Does Tom Holland was this was this a good breaking of of Disney? Where I think a lot of people both make their fame, make their claim to fame, make make their step up from that Disney mold. And of course, Spider-Man is a Sony operated property, but since it's inclusion into the Disney, it feels it feels very much like once you once you align yourself with Disney, you kind of get on par with the Disney brand. Unless you're a pre-established entity, a la Robert Downey Jr., who who was an Academy Award nominated actor in his own right. I think he even won for Chaplin. Um, but uh, he he had a career going into it. Now he's something of a special case, but you get the idea. Where Tom Holland, yes, he's done Billy Elliot, but he's grown up since then, so he's kind of had to rebrand him himself into the entire thing. Um, but does this serve? Does this film serve as a good breaking away point for Tom Holland, who who goes through a bit of a change himself in this film? Yeah, it's part of what I want to call the new DTHCU, the Dark Tom Holland Cinematic Universe. <laughs> because in my mind, there's been like 20 of these movies lately when really it's probably just two. I just watched one called The Devil All the Time. Yeah, um, The Devil All the which Time. Which I, I believe you did a, a podcast on. Um, yes. Which, yeah, so I saw that and this one. And um, I think, he, I, 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 I thought he was the best part of the movie. Um, truly, I, I thought he was good. And I was like, wow, he could definitely have a future doing different types of movies. Maybe don't stick with the uh, Russo brothers um, next yeah. time. I mean, he, he could go do something actually, you know, indie 
and um, probably do a pretty good job of it. So I, I, with this and the devil all the time, I was like, okay, so he's obviously trying. He, he doesn't want to be oh, typecast yeah. right out the gate, which is good because you know he's young and obviously really recognizable as Spider-Man. But I, I kind of found myself not thinking to myself like, oh, well, I'm just watching Spider-Man as this. Um, I think that he did a good, a good job. Yeah, that's a great point. Actually, I, I didn't catch looking at spider-man here that that was actually that showed some versatility some some maneuverability from him that i really enjoyed i he's definitely the highlight of this film there is no question about that do i think it's astronomical no uh oh well i was gonna say i do i think it's it's like award worthy no um but do i I, it there are certainly notes that he hits there that really bring the performance above even just good. It, it's 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 quite good, especially and because not only is the character nameless, but the character is characterless. There's like nothing about this person that indicates that it's a person besides the fact that it's being played on a screen by a person. Does that exactly. make any sense at all? Because truthfully, like th- this whole movie kind of has this little winky wink thing going where m- m- lots of characters don't have names, or, or or the banks are called like shitty bank or capitalism hates america like fun, little things like that and th- there's a character's name is pilsen coke and yeah i mean mr black whatever um but the two main characters of the movie like are barely ev- like even characters and they don't have to have names to be characters they can be man and woman but i it's just not enough man i mean tom holland's great he's crying he's he's all you know on drugs and everything and he's really doing actor things you know pulling out all of the actor notes there but the uh <clears throat> writer side the um character side of it is really really lacking which i, I mean once you go through two and a half hours with someone who's not even someone uh, it starts to get a little bit cumbersome absolutely absolutely i don't think that this movie will age well from a person viewing it uh where you will fully remember this film and all that it entailed i even even in talking about this review, I, I must admit, I slightly forgot that there was a war, an entire dedication, an entire chapter dedicated to war. Um, and and I couldn't even tell you the entire elements brought up for, from it. There are even some great moments in that chapter. I'd say it's probably the most intriguing chapter. It certainly grabs you the most. And this movie tries to do a lot, and I don't know what it necessarily does well in. Again, Tom Holland is the best. And I think uh, within this film, and I think that he he incorporates a lot of the good elements um, of this film. You're right. There's a lot of hidden messages, uh, comedic messages, I would say, such as the note of him saying the bank and then an overdraft papers confirming that the, the, the bank in question is called the bank or the name tag for the sergeant says sergeant whomever. Or there's even whenever he goes to go check out for PTSD, doctor whomever. I, I, I liked that stuff. I, I, I think that it was it was funny and it was witty uh, and followed in the tone, I think, because. Yeah, there's a lot of the writing where where both the narration was important, certainly, but he breaks the fourth wall in about only two chapters. That's about it. So it's not a consistent theme. And I think that there's an argument to be made. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Gary. There's an argument to be made that while the narration is voiced by Tom Holland, I actually don't think it's Tom Holland's character voicing the narration, if that makes any sense whatsoever. So... Uh, the actors, of course, narrating the story, but the narration doesn't necessarily align with the verbiage 
and everything that goes in line with what the character does. Because there's there's an element of wit. There's an element of, of sophistication almost to the narration, which r- sounds like a book, which sounds like something you get from a book. There are words that even, I mean, in all my entire vocabulary, I, I still was like, oh, that's a that's a great word. I don't know what that means, but it sounds appropriate. Um, that That the character just definitely did not, encompass did not have at certain points or at least especially in the in the points within where he's admitting that he's a crack addict i was like well okay so either this has to be either a remembrance or this is just a an ulterior character and it kind of the the moments that broke the fourth wall and the moments of narration while important especially in the beginning they by the end seemed fractured from what the entire story goes and became and caused an unreliable narrator and caused an unreliable character rift from narrator to to character and then from there an unrelatable character for the viewer as well yeah that's one of the many ways that the movie thinks it's uh, the most sophisticated cool cutesy little thing i mean there are so many moments in the movie that should be good moments because the character but the character side is lacking so what do they do they do a really cool camera angle some cool visual effect and beautiful orchestral music and then tom holland narrates and it's like wow this is a moment but truly it's not that happens like 10 15 times throughout the movie you know and it makes up for i mean i mean straight up the the movie from end to end two and a half hours of making up for narrative and character shortcomings by being like wow look at the movie wow look we have a shot from tom holland's rectum yeah that was why that, that was certainly inventive that was i've there's a lot of inventive stuff again in this film inventive. or at least if not inventive yeah. new stuff that i had not seen from a blockbuster type of film uh, even so th- like I mean, small things like you know, in the beginning of the movie, when you know his uh, Emily, his girlfriend, shows up to this bar that he's working at to to wish him goodbye, they have this falling out, and he kicks her out of the bar. I, I didn't actually feel anything because we never had any. You don't need like a montage. We just need one moment or one thing that shows us that these people are like a couple. But there's like, for me, there was nothing there with them relationship-wise until they were addicts together. And so what do they do? They do a really cool camera effect. They have Tom Holland being an actor and some great music. And then they're like, wow, this was devastating. I was like, it really wasn't. You guys just made me feel like it should have been devastating. And that, that happens and happens and happens. The one part of the movie that I think is legit good is actually the war part that's my favorite movie of the five movies that we watched and even then it's not like great enough to like make the movie you know memorable um but like just the the fighting sequences themselves and the stuff that he goes through i thought was pretty well done and that's like my favorite actor moment of his when he's talking to emily on the phone but that's the that's pretty much it for me man all right i i think it we've avoided it long enough or at least avoided my biggest bugaboo of the entire film Tom Holland and Sierra Bravo, while they work in the first chapter and are suitable for the next one, perhaps, they were just miscast, man. It doesn't show as much with Tom Holland, I think mostly because he gets more lines, so at least he gets more more development for whatever it is. Uh, He gets more room to have a developed character than Sierra Bravo is, who's just be emotion and the defining characteristic for this person is she poops herself she she she, that's her that's her 
thing. And I was like, eh. Uh, and and uh, Ciara doesn't necessarily, whenever she, whenever she gets emotional, I, I don't know if it's just her acting choice or whether it was her or what she was directed to do, but they really didn't ring true whenever there were high points of emotion coming from her. Uh, again, I, I don't know if it was just reaffirmation of whenever you first see her, you think, wow, really young. And then as the yeah, movie... She looks like she's like 15. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's, yeah. it's really uncomfortable. And again, Tom Holland, he doesn't look exactly the oldest, even by the end of the movie when we're even in no, the he, epilogue. he looks like he's 17 as well. Yeah, yeah it, it's not... it. He at least gets away with it a little bit more, um, and I think they certainly fit within each other's each other's age group, but it shows far more in Ciara's um, in Ciara's uh, definition and and her makeup and everything. They uh, again, I think uh, it's such a such a hard thing to to do of whenever you're you're going through different ages of people. I just really felt like Tom Holland and Ciara were miscast, not because of acting performances. Ciara a little bit more. Uh, I just didn't think that they were. I thought that they were miscast as far as age goes. They they were they were fine in the beginning for their ages, college students. Even then, it kind of felt a little wonky. Uh, Sierra certainly felt more appropriate in there. And then it just got worse and worse and worse the further along we went. And yeah, that's that's really it. It was really distracting and really yeah. uh, averting almost at certain points in times, uh, just to where I I couldn't I couldn't buy into a lot of elements of what was happening because they just weren't viable as characters as these characters in specific yeah. in being specific. I went I, I went back and forth on the character of of Emily, and really what I landed on is it, maybe this 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 actress is a little bit out of her depth, but truthfully I think that she probably did the best she could with what she was given, which was like be an emotional addict, um, like quirky girlfriend. That that was I mean in the beginning it was she was like the uh, Ramona Flowers type girl, if you're familiar yeah. with Scott Pilgrim. And then she had to turn into like a crazy addict, and that was that was it. She wouldn't give really much else. Um, I thought she was fine with what she had. I mean, truthfully, I just had such a problem with like these people as people, you know, um, oh, yeah. and them as a couple. Yeah, the whole thing I just just was really lacking. Yeah, I, I mean, if I'm looking back on this film, I think, uh, weirdly enough. What I, I'm going to take away from this film and might remember the most outside of whenever I look back on Tom Holland's filmography, I, I will probably remember this, um, is the, the moment of, of public acknowledgement of the characters. It was one that, that broke the fourth wall in a good way or broke, well, not the fourth wall, but broke, broke the movies, the wall that the, the characters live in. Uh, where they're at the bus stop and he tries to put her back on the bus and outsiders came in and said, hey, don't t- just don't touch her, bro. That was actually, <laughs> that was pretty impressive. I had not ever seen that in a film myself. I'm sure that it's been there, uh, but it certainly hasn't broken broken that threshold of being a mainstay within a blockbuster. So that is quite nice to have seen in a in a main movie that's that's going to get main publicity and everything else that was quite nice to see uh but other than that 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 was just one moment that didn't truly have anything to do with the film overall it's not supposed to be a standout moment i feel it's supposed to be just be another good moment and yet it it elevates beyond its film just but because this, of how good that was 
This is like the movie that I would have written like my first semester when I learned how to write scripts. I was like, oh, and then he goes to war and then he comes back and there's like a drug dealer, Mr. Black. But guess what? We never see his face, but he's got these tattoos, right? Oh, but then and then he robs banks and then he does heroin, right? But then this guy gets shot. It's like so much, but nothing really substantive because you have to back that up with the spine of like the story. And truthfully, he's just... Go and you know we watched a movie last week called Nomadland where it's a character who does nothing and the whole purpose is she's like finding herself. This is like the same thing thematically but just way different and it's just not done well at all. There's like 150 million dollars put into this movie and you can feel it. Great to look at. The only thing that I was like engaged all the time because I was like, wow, I'm I I mean the filmmaking is great, but. The, the whole, I mean, we went through two and a half hours of epic, and I did. The only ma- thing that made me feel like it was epic was when it was over. I was like, "Thank God." Yeah. <laughs> I need some water. I need some water. <laughs> I'm a little thirsty from all this. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's there's there's a lot of elements where you can see that the intent was there, the effort was there. There's certainly good intentions within the film. I think even the fact that it was uh, looking at at the end of the film, it was that there were accreditations from the. The VA and PTSD. I, I thought that there there are certainly moments there that you can say, okay, um, this is this is nice. This is you know that that we got this support for the film. I think it shows at least a little bit more of what they were trying to do. Um, but at the end, it just kind of feels like the Subway reference, where they're screaming that it wants to be Subway, but yet somehow, some way, they just weren't able to quite get that sponsorship and show that it was indeed a Subway, even though every everybody in the world. <laughs> Knows that, that that was a five dollar. Oh my god, that was so funny. I was like, "Is this Blimpy? Is this Subway? Of course it's Subway." But like. no, it's it's Subway. I called it out the moment yeah. that they first stepped in there for the wedding. I was like, "This is the most Subway non-Subway I've ever seen." Because I don't know yeah. why that I, I you recognize that that tomato and bread and everything else uh, style uh, countertop or counterside, I guess whatever it is. Uh, Either I, way, I will say that with within I I did not expect to have within a five minute span. Um, Tom Holland jerking off in a porta potty. Yeah. Um, seeing out of Tom Holland's rectum. Yeah. And yep. seeing Tom Holland pick up a bunch of dead bodies and cry in a corner. I mean, wow, what range? And and doing the robot. And doing the robot. That's and true. Robot. Yeah. All right. So oh. I I really I I don't have much more else to say, good or bad. It's just it is what it is. So, um. Out of, <laughs> you know what, this one really leads itself to it. Out of the five chapters, how many chapters does this does this uh, film yeah. get? You know what, let me say like two more things. One, if you want to watch a movie that's like this but good, go watch White Tiger and listen to the accompanying oh, podcast. Tremendous. White tremendous. Tiger is like this but it's got a strong character and strong spine at its core and that's what makes movies like this good. They can be meandery, but, that you know, th- there's a way to do it. Also, um... Shoot, I lost my train of thought here, but um, essentially, that I mean, yeah, it's it's two and a half hours of could have been so much cooler. Um, it's a nice little showcase for Tom Holland. Uh, it's cool that Apple is making this kind of stuff, um, but otherwise, that's it for me. So, oh, the the epilogue, the, you can't wrap up your whole story. With a three-minute, I went to prison and everything is better montage. Ever, yeah. just like oh, that was the, such a cheat. Literally, that was such a cheat. I mean, honestly, just leave him dying in the street from ODing at the end. I know that that's not true to what the you know real story is, but my God, like the whole, the main part of the journey is this guy like getting better, 
and they do it. In th- and how is Emily? How is Emily still alive? At the very least, if you're gonna let him out, oh. at least let him go see the repercussions or, or restraints. Like I, I thought he was going straight to a funeral, and then all of a sudden she shows up. I'm like, there's no way and she's, she's alive. Like clean. She was, yeah. What was it? 14 years later, she's not alive. She's she's as dead as can be. There's no. I mean. You know, no offense to anyone. Maybe I wouldn't feel that way if you didn't give me a three-minute prison montage to be like, and he's better now. Yeah. <laughs> Come I... on. It's so lazy. Do you run out of money at the end? You're like, oh, wait. We we only have $2 million left in the budget, and we got to wrap the story up, guys. Well, why don't we just give him a fake mustache, some forehead prosthetic, <laughs> and do a prison montage? So lazy. An execution oh, and That idea. really got me. That might have knocked me from a two to a one. It <laughs> Yeah, it was it was so lazy and so just just wanting to have your cake and eat it too. That way you can say this is where the film ended. But yeah. just in case you you didn't like what it was going on, if you're somebody, you can't critique us if we give you both endings. No, yeah. stop that. Stop it. it yeah. This is one of the few films that either ended appropriate. It ended appropriately, at least for what it was trying to do, and then it just went way too far. It gave me too much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's no. No. Thank you. No. Thank you. Uh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right with you. Probably a. You know what? Actually, you know what? I am gonna go one because I don't want to watch this ever again. And uh, nothing really outside of Tom Holland. Tom Holland probably gives us a one. Outside of that, nah, nothing memorable it's, about this film whatsoever. I'll I'll give it a, a two. The only reason being the the filmmaking is good. Um. Whoever put this together visually did a great job whoever the editor is though i mean you need to like go and rethink your life choices because you should have cut 45 minutes out of this movie good war scene good tom holland fun to look at never getting that you know two and a half hours back though it's just one of those movies i mean not gonna remember this movie be like have you seen cherry be like what's cherry the guy you know the tom holland and he's like uh, he's like the 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 sad guy be like oh yeah no don't watch it it's one of those ones so maybe you know what one and a half, because I would not recommend. I would tell someone, do not watch this movie. <laughs> One and a half. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, for... Gary Boucher. I'm Philip Amaran. Thank you so much for listening to our Chopped Greens episode here. Remember, listen to our Gimme 5 episode that accompanies this one. It's coming out next. And uh, make sure to listen to all the backlog in the library we've got now. We've got quite a lot, especially as you're prepping as we are for Oscar season here. Nominations just came out. Cannot wait to see a couple more of those Oscar films as we go along. We This is the good part. This is where we avoid the evil dead Thank God we no longer have to watch that for at least a little bit longer. God, I love it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) 